Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. B. Nexus to an official proceeding. As described above, by the time of the president's attempts to prevent the public release of the emails regarding the June 9th meeting, the existence of a grand jury investigation supervised by the special counsel was public knowledge, and the president had been told that the emails were responsive to congressional inquiries. Assalamu alaikum, everyone. What starts here changes the world. Well, I've got to admit, I kind of like it. What starts here changes the world. We are the music makers, and we are the dreamers of dreams. The average American will meet 10,000 people in their lifetime. I was handcuffed to another man from another tribe whose language I did not speak. Don't think. But if every one of you changed the lives of just 10 people, and each one of those people changed the lives of another 10 people, and another 10... We did not know each other, and we could not speak to each other because if we could have spoken to each other, we might have been able to figure out what was happening to us. To every politician who is taking donations from the NRA, I believed them when they said they were sleeping on concrete floors. I believed them. Children being separated from their parents in front of an American flag. I believe them. And you can change the entire population of the world, eight billion people. And if you're gonna figure out what was happening to us, we might have been able to prevent it. If you think it's hard to change the lives of 10 people, change, change their lives forever. Well, it didn't happen, and here we are. I believe these women. You're wrong. I feel extremely lucky to, to be here with all of you fighting for justice, for equality, for the right for us to equally exist in this country. There were 329 uprisings, 257 cities within four and a half years. And neither Martin nor Fannie had any control over that. We might be headed to the promised land of speaking the truth and finding our external liberty once we internally liberate ourselves. But their children were saved and their children's children. Generations were saved by one decision, one person. But changing the world can happen anywhere and anyone can do it. So what starts here can indeed change the world. But the question is, what will the world look like after you change it? Welcome to Public Access America. Make a stand. I know I did. Thank you very much. And may God bless us. And may God bless us. To satisfy the nexus requirement, however, it would be necessary to show that preventing the release of the emails to the public would have the natural and probable effect of impeding the grand jury proceeding or congressional inquiries. As noted above, the evidence does not establish that the president sought to prevent disclosure of the emails in those official proceedings. C. Intent. The evidence establishes the president's substantial involvement in the communications strategy related to information about his campaign's connections to Russia and his desire to minimize public disclosures about those connections. The president became aware of the emails no later than June 29, 2017, when he discussed them with Hicks and Kushner, and he could have been aware of them as early as June 2, 2017, when lawyers for the Trump Organization began interviewing witnesses who participated in the June 9 meeting. The president thereafter repeatedly rejected the advice of Hicks and other staffers to publicly release information about the June 9 meeting. 
The president expressed concern that multiple people had access to the emails and instructed Hicks that only one lawyer should deal with the matter. And the president dictated a statement to be released by Trump Jr. in response to the first press accounts of the June 9th meeting that said the meeting was about adoption. But as described above, the evidence does not establish that the president intended to prevent the special counsel's office or Congress from obtaining the emails setting up the June 9th meeting or other information about that meeting. The statement recorded by Corallo that the emails will never get out can be explained as reflecting a belief that the emails would not be made public if the president's press strategy were followed, even if the emails were provided to Congress and the special counsel. H. The president's further efforts to have the attorney general take over the investigation. Overview. From summer 2017 through 2018, the president attempted to have Attorney General Sessions reverse his recusal, take control of the special counsel's investigation, and order an investigation of Hillary Clinton. Evidence. 1. The president again seeks to have Sessions reverse his recusal. After returning Sessions's resignation letter at the end of May 2017, but before the president's July 19, 2017 New York Times interview in which he publicly criticized Sessions for recusing from the Russia investigation, the president took additional steps to have Sessions reverse his recusal. In particular, at some point after the May 17, 2017 appointment of the special counsel, Sessions recalled, the president called him at home and asked if Sessions would unrecuse himself. According to Sessions, the president asked him to reverse his recusal so that Sessions could direct the Department of Justice to investigate and prosecute Hillary Clinton, and the gist of the conversation was that the president wanted Sessions to unrecuse from all of it, including the special counsel's Russia investigation. Sessions listened but did not respond, and he did not reverse his recusal or order an investigation of Clinton. In early July 2017, the president asked Staff Secretary Rob Porter what he thought of Associate Attorney General Rachel Brand. Porter recalled that the president asked him if Brand was good, tough, and on the team. The president also asked if Porter thought Brand was interested in being responsible for the special counsel's investigation and whether she would want to be Attorney General one day. Because PMTER knew Brand, the president asked him to sound her out about taking responsibility for the investigation and being attorney general. Contemporaneous notes taken by Porter show that the president told Porter to keep in touch with your friend, in reference to Brand. Later, the president asked Porter a few times in passing whether he had spoken to Brand, but Porter did not reach out to her because he was uncomfortable with the task. In asking him to reach out to Brand, Porter understood the president to want to find someone to end the Russia investigation or fire the special counsel, although the president never said so explicitly. Porter did not contact Brand because he was sensitive to the implications of that action and did not want to be involved in a chain of events associated with an effort to end the investigation or fire the special counsel. McGahn recalled that during the summer of 2017, he and the president discussed the fact that if Sessions were no longer in his position the special counsel would report directly to a non-recused attorney general. McGahn told the president that things might not change much under a new attorney general. McGahn also recalled that in or around July 2017, the president frequently brought up his displeasure with Sessions. Hicks recalled that the president viewed Sessions's recusal from the Russia investigation as an act of disloyalty. In addition to criticizing Sessions's recusal, the president raised other concerns about Sessions and his job performance with McGahn and Hicks. 2. 
additional efforts to have Sessions unrecuse or direct investigations covered by his recusal. Later in 2017, the president continued to urge Sessions to reverse his recusal from campaign-related investigations and considered replacing Sessions with an attorney general who would not be recused. On October 16, 2017, the president met privately with Sessions and said that the Department of Justice was not investigating individuals and events that the president thought the department should be investigating. According to contemporaneous notes taken by Porter, who was at the meeting, the president mentioned Clinton's emails and said, don't have to tell us, just take a look. Sessions did not offer any assurances or promises to the president that the Department of Justice would comply with that request. Two days later, on October 18, 2017, the president tweeted, Wow, FBI confirms report that James Comey drafted letter exonerating crooked Hillary Clinton long before investigation was complete. Many people not interviewed, including Clinton herself. Comey stated under oath that he didn't do this obviously a fix? Where is Justice Department? On October 29, 2017, the president tweeted that there was anger and unity over a lack of investigation of Clinton arid the Comey fix, and concluded, do s-o-m-e-t-h-t-n-g. On December 6, 2017, five days after Flynn pleaded guilty to lying about his contacts with the Russian government, the president asked to speak with Sessions in the Oval Office at the end of a cabinet meeting. During that Oval Office meeting, which Porter attended, the president again suggested that Sessions could unrecuse, which Porter linked to taking back supervision of the Russia investigation and directing an investigation of Hillary Clinton. According to contemporaneous notes taken by Porter, the president said, T don't know if you could unrecuse yourself. You'd be a hero. Not telling you to do anything. Dershowitz says POTUS can get involved. Can order AG to investigate. I don't want to get involved. I'm not going to get involved. I'm not going to do anything or direct you to do anything. I just want to be treated fairly. According to Porter's notes, Sessions responded, we are taking steps, whole new leadership team. Professionals, will operate according to the law. Sessions also said, I never saw anything that was improper, which Porter thought was noteworthy because it did not fit with the previous discussion about Clinton. Porter understood Sessions to be reassuring the president that he was on the president's team. At the end of December, the president told the New York Times it was too bad that Sessions had recused himself from the Russia investigation. This free audio is provided by MuellerReportAudioBook.com. When asked whether Holder had been a more loyal attorney general to President Obama than Sessions was to him, the president said, I don't want to get into loyalty, but I will tell you that, I will say this, Holder protected President Obama. Totally protected him. When you look at the things that they did, and Holder protected the president. And, have great respect for that, I'll be honest. Later in January, the president brought up the idea of replacing Sessions and told Porter that he wanted to clean house at the Department of Justice. In a meeting in the White House residence that Porter attended on January 27, 2018, Porter recalled that the president talked about the great attorneys he had in the past with successful win records, such as Roy Cohn and Jay Goldberg, and said that one of his biggest failings as president was that he had not surrounded himself with good attorneys, citing Sessions as an example. The president raised Sessions's recusal and brought up and criticized the special counsel's investigation. Over the next several months, the president continued to criticize Sessions in tweets and media interviews and on several occasions appeared to publicly encourage him to take action in the Russia investigation despite his recusal.
On June 5, 2018, for example, the president tweeted, the Russian witch hunt hoax continues, all because Jeff Sessions didn't tell me he was going to recuse himself. I would have quickly picked someone else. So much time and money wasted, so many lives ruined and Sessions knew better than most that there was no collusion. On August 1, 2018, the president tweeted that, Attorney General Jeff Sessions should stop this rigged witch hunt right now. On August 23, 2018, the president publicly criticized Sessions in a press interview and suggested that prosecutions at the Department of Justice were politically motivated because Paul Manafo 11 had been prosecuted but Democrats had not. The president said, I put in an attorney general that never took control of the Justice Department, Jeff Sessions. That day, Sessions issued a press statement that said, I took control of the Department of Justice the day I was sworn in while I am Attorney General, the actions of the Department of Justice will not be improperly influenced by political considerations. The next day, the President tweeted a response, Department of Justice will not be improperly influenced by political considerations. Jeff, this is great, what everyone wants, so look into all of the corruption on the other side, including deleted emails, Comey lies and leaks, Mueller conflicts, McCabe, Strzok, Page, or FISA abuse, Christopher Steele and his phony and corrupt dossier, the Clinton Foundation, illegal surveillance of Trump campaign, Russian collusion by Dems, and so much more. Open up the papers and documents without redaction? Come on Jeff, you can do it, the country is waiting on November 7, 2018, the day after the midterm elections, the president replaced Sessions with Sessions's chief of staff as acting attorney general. Analysis In analyzing the president's efforts to have Sessions unrecuse himself and regain control of the Russia investigation, the following considerations and evidence are relevant to the elements of obstruction of justice. A. Obstructive Act to determine if the president's FO-11s to have the attorney general unrecuse could qualify as an obstructive act, it would be necessary to assess evidence on whether those actions would naturally impede the Russia investigation. That inquiry would take into account the supervisory role that the attorney general, if unrecused, would play in the Russia investigation. It also would have to take into account that the attorney general's recusal covered other campaign-related matters. The inquiry would not tum on what Attorney General Sessions would actually do if unrecused, but on whether the efforts to reverse his recusal would naturally have had the effect of impeding the Russia investigation. On multiple occasions in 2017, the President spoke with Sessions about reversing his recusal so that he could take over the Russia investigation and begin an investigation and prosecution of Hillary Clinton. For example, in early summer 2017, Sessions recalled the president asking him to unrecuse, but Sessions did not take it as a directive. When the president raised the issue again in December 2017, the president said, as recorded by Porter, not telling you to do anything I'm not going to get involved. I'm not going to do anything or direct you to do anything. I just want to be treated fairly. The duration of the president's efforts which spanned from March 2017 to August 2018 and the fact that the president repeatedly criticized Sessions in public and in private for failing to tell the president that he would have to recuse is relevant to assessing whether the president's efforts to have Sessions unrecuse could qualify as obstructive acts. B. Nexus to an official proceeding. As described above, by mid-June 2017, the existence OFA grand jury investigation supervised by the special counsel was public knowledge. 
In addition, in July 2017, a different grand jury supervised by the special counsel was impaneled in the District of Columbia, and the press reported on the existence of this grand jury in early August 2017. Whether the conduct towards the Attorney General would have a foreseeable impact on those proceedings turns on much of the same evidence discussed above with respect to the obstructive act element. C. Intent. There is evidence that at least one purpose of the President's conduct towards Sessions was to have Sessions assume control over the Russia investigation and supervise it in a way that would restrict its scope. By the summer of 2017, the President was aware that the special counsel was investigating him personally for obstruction of justice. And in the wake of the disclosures of emails about the June 9th meeting between Russians and senior members of the campaign, see Volume IT, Section TI. G. Supra, it was evident that the investigation into the campaign now included the president's son, son-in-law, and former campaign manager. The president had previously and unsuccessfully sought to have Sessions publicly announce that the special counsel investigation would be confined to future election interference. Yet Sessions remained recused. In December 2017, shortly after Flynn pleaded guilty, the president spoke to Sessions in the Oval Office with only Porter present and told Sessions that he would be a hero if he unrecused. Porter linked that request to the president's desire that Sessions take back supervision of the Russia investigation and direct an investigation of Hillary Clinton. The president said in that meeting that he just wanted to be treated fairly, which could reflect his perception that it was unfair that he was being investigated while Hillary Clinton was not. But a principal effect of that act would be to restore supervision of the Russia investigation to the attorney general a position that the president frequently suggested should be occupied by someone like Eric Holder and Bobby Kennedy, who the president described as protecting their presidents. A reasonable inference from those statements and the president's actions is that the president believed that an unrecused attorney general would play a protective role and could shield the president from the ongoing Russia investigation. I. The president orders McGahn to deny that the president tried to fire the special counsel. Overview. In late January 2018, the media reported that in June 2017 the president had ordered McGahn to have the special counsel fired based on purported conflicts of interest but McGahn had refused, saying he would quit instead. After the story broke, the president, through his personal counsel and two aides, sought to have McGahn deny that he had been directed to remove the special counsel. Each time he was approached, McGahn responded that he would not refute the press accounts because they were accurate in reporting on the president's effort to have the special counsel removed. The president later personally met with McGahn in the Oval Office with only the chief of staff present and tried to get McGahn to say that the president never ordered him to fire the special counsel. McGahn refused and insisted his memory of the president's direction to remove the special counsel was accurate. In that same meeting, the president challenged McGahn for taking notes of his discussions with the president and asked why he had told special counsel investigators that he had been directed to have the special counsel removed. Evidence. The press reports that the president tried to fire the special counsel. On January 25, 2018, the New York Times reported that in June 2017, the president had ordered McGahn to have the Department of Justice fire the special counsel. According to the article, amid the first wave of news media reports that Mr. Mueller was examining a possible obstruction case, the president began to argue that Mr. Mueller had three conflicts of interest that disqualified him from overseeing the investigation. 
The article further reported that after receiving the president's order to fire Mr. Mueller, the White House counsel refused to ask the Justice Department to dismiss the special counsel, saying he would quit instead. The article stated that the president ultimately backed down after the White House counsel threatened to resign rather than carry out the directive. After the article was published, the president dismissed the story when asked about it by reporters, saying, fake news, folks. Fake news. A typical New York Times fake story. The next day, the Washington Post reported on the same event but added that McGahn had not told the president directly that he intended to resign rather than carry out the directive to have the special counsel terminated. In that respect, the Post story clarified the Times story, which could be read to suggest that McGahn had told the president of his intention to quit, causing the president to back down from the order to have the special counsel fired. The president seeks to have McGahn dispute the press reports. This free audio is provided by MullerReportAudioBook.com. On January 26, 2018, the president's personal counsel called McGahn's attorney and said that the president wanted McGahn to put out a statement denying that he had been asked to tire the special counsel and that he had threatened to quit in protest. McGahn's attorney spoke with McGahn about that request and then called the president's personal counsel to relay that McGahn would not make a statement. McGahn's attorney informed the president's personal counsel that the Times story was accurate in reporting that the president wanted the special counsel removed. Accordingly, McGahn's attorney said, although the article was inaccurate in some other respects, McGahn could not comply with the president's request to dispute the story. Hicks recalled relaying to the president that one OFHIS attorneys had spoken to McGahn's attorney about the issue. Also on January 26, 2017, Hicks recalled that the president asked Sanders to contact McGahn about the story. McGahn told Sanders there was no need to respond and indicated that some of the article was accurate. Degree consistent with that position, McGahn did not correct the Times story. On February 4, 2008, Priebus appeared on Meet the Press and said he had not heard the president say that he wanted the special counsel fired. After Priebus's appearance, the president called Priebus and said he did a great job on Meet the Press. The president also told Priebus that the president had never said any of those things about the special counsel. The next day, on February 5, 2018, the president complained about the Times article to Porter. The president told Porter that the article was bullshit and he had not sought to terminate the special counsel. The president said that McGahn leaked to the media to make himself look good. The president then directed Porter to tell McGahn to create a record to make clear that the president never directed McGahn to fire the special counsel. Porter thought the matter should be handled by the White House Communications Office, but the president said he wanted McGahn to write a letter to the file for our records and wanted something beyond a press statement to demonstrate that the reporting was inaccurate. The president referred to McGahn as a lying bastard and said that he wanted a record from him. Porter recalled the president saying something to the effect of, if he doesn't write a letter, then maybe I'll have to get rid of him. Later that day, Porter spoke to McGahn to deliver the president's message. Porter told McGahn that he had to write a letter to dispute that he was ever ordered to terminate the special counsel. McGahn shrugged off the request, explaining that the media reports were true. McGahn told Porter that the president had been insistent on firing the special counsel and that McGahn had planned to resign rather than carry out the order, although he had not personally told the president he intended to quit. 
Porter told McGahn that the president suggested that McGahn would be fired IFHE did not write the letter. McGahn dismissed the threat, saying that the optics would be terrible if the president followed through with firing him on that basis. McGahn said he would not write the letter the president had requested. Porter said that to his knowledge the issue OFMCGAN's letter never came up with the president again, but Porter did recall telling Kelly about his conversation with McGahn. The next day, on February 6, 2018, Kelly scheduled time for McGahn to meet with him and the president in the Oval Office to discuss the Times article. The morning of the meeting, the president's personal counsel called McGahn's attorney and said that the president was going to be speaking with McGahn and McGahn could not resign no matter what happened in the meeting. The president began the Oval Office meeting by telling McGahn that the New York Times story did not look good and McGahn needed to correct it. McGahn recalled the president said, I never said to fire Mueller. I never said, fire, this story doesn't look good. You need to correct this. You're the White House counsel. In response, McGahn acknowledged that he had not told the president directly that he planned to resign, but said that the story was otherwise accurate. The president asked McGahn, did I say the word, fire? McGahn responded, what you said is, call Rod Rosenstein, tell Rod that Mueller has conflicts and can't be the special counsel. The president responded, I never said that. The president said he merely wanted McGahn to raise the conflicts issue with Rosenstein and leave it to him to decide what to do. McGahn told the president he did not understand the conversation that way and instead had heard, call Rod. There are conflicts. Mueller has to go. The president asked McGahn whether he would do a correction, and McGahn said no. McGahn thought the president was testing his mettle to see how committed McGahn was to what happened. Kelly described the meeting as a little tense. The president also asked McGahn in the meeting why he had told special counsel's office investigators that the president had told him to have the special counsel removed. McGahn responded that he had to and that his conversations with the president were not protected by attorney-client privilege. The president then asked, what about these notes? Why do you take notes? Lawyers don't take notes. I never had a lawyer who took notes. McGahn responded that he keeps notes because he is a real lawyer and explained that notes create a record and are not a bad thing. The president said, I've had a lot of great lawyers, like Roy Cohn. He did not take notes. After the Oval Office meeting concluded, Kelly recalled McGahn telling him that McGahn and the president did have that conversation about removing the special counsel. McGahn recalled that Kelly said that he had pointed out to the president after the Oval Office that McGahn had not backed down and would not budge. Following the Oval Office meeting, the president's personal counsel called McGahn's counsel and relayed that the president was fine with McGahn. Analysis in analyzing the president's efforts to have McGahn deny that he had been ordered to have the special counsel removed, the following evidence is relevant to the elements of obstruction of justice. A. Obstructive Act. The president's repeated efforts to get McGahn to create a record denying that the president had directed him to remove the special counsel would qualify as an obstructive act if it had the natural tendency to constrain McGahn from testifying truthfully or to undermine his credibility as a potential witness if he testified consistently with his memory, rather than with what the record said. There is some evidence that at the time the New York Times and Washington Post stories were published in late January 2018, the president believed the stories were wrong and that he had never told McGahn to have Rosenstein remove the special counsel. 
The president correctly understood that McGahn had not told the president directly that he planned to resign. TN addition, the president told Priebus and Porter that he had not sought to terminate the special counsel, and in the Oval Office meeting with McGahn, the president said, I never said to fire Mueller. I never said, fire, that evidence could indicate that the president was not attempting to persuade McGahn to change his story but was instead offering his own but different recollection of the substance of his June 2017 conversations with McGahn and McGahn's reaction to them. Other evidence cuts against that understanding of the president's conduct. As previously described, see Volume IT, Section Eel, Supra, substantial evidence supports McGahn's account that the president had directed him to have the special counsel removed, including the timing and context of the president's directive, the manner in which McGahn reacted, and the fact that the president had been told the conflicts were insubstantial, were being considered by the Department of Justice, and should be raised with the president's personal counsel rather than brought to McGahn. In addition, the president's subsequent denials that he had told McGahn to have the special counsel removed were carefully worded. When first asked about the New York Times story, the president said, fake news, folks. Fake news. A typical New York Times fake story. And when the president spoke with McGahn in the Oval Office, he focused on whether he had used the word fire, saying, I never said to fire Mueller. I never said, fire, and did T say the word, fire? The president's assertion in the Oval Office meeting that he had never directed McGahn to have the special counsel removed thus runs counter to the evidence. McGahn's account differed and that McGahn was firm in his views. Shortly after the story broke, the president's counsel told McGahn's counsel that the president wanted McGahn to make a statement denying he had been asked to fire the special counsel, but McGahn responded through his counsel that that aspect of the story was accurate and he therefore could not comply with the president's request. The president then directed Sanders to tell McGahn to correct the story, but McGahn told her he would not do so because the story was accurate in reporting on the president's order. Consistent with that position, McGahn never issued a correction. More than a week later, the president brought up the issue again with Porter, made comments indicating the president thought McGahn had leaked the story, and directed Porter to have McGahn create a record denying that the president had tried to fire the special counsel. At that point, the president said he might have to get rid of McGahn IFMCGAN did not comply. McGahn again refused and told Porter, as he had told Sanders and as his counsel had told the president's counsel, that the president had in fact ordered him to have Rosenstein remove the special counsel. That evidence indicates that by the time of the Oval Office meeting the president was aware that McGahn did not think the story was false and did not want to issue a statement or create a written record denying facts that McGahn believed to be true. The president nevertheless persisted and asked McGahn to repudiate facts that McGahn had repeatedly said were accurate. in the world to be is at a Trump rally. When Mexico sends its people, they're not sending their best. They're bringing drugs. They're bringing crime. They're rapists. Vote for Donald Trump. Every woman lied. What was it? This was locker room talk. Yeah. 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 Fuck that nigga. 
I think I would probably get along very well with Putin. Send them bastards back. I'm sure that paperwork comes in Spanish. This guy, oh, I don't know what I said. Uh, I don't remember. He's going to, I don't remember. I don't know, maybe that's what I said. I don't throw babies out, believe me. I love babies. Actually, I was only kidding. You can get the baby out of here. He said I had small heads. Actually, I'm 6'3", not 6'2", but he said I had small heads. They're not small, are they? I never heard, I never heard that one before. Hillary Clinton needs to get her ass spiked. Do I hit it low? Is Trump strong? I am officially running for president of the United States. Thank you, Anthony Weiner. And we are going to make our country great again. Well, I could stand in the middle of Fifth Avenue and shoot some, and I wouldn't lose any voters, okay? It's like incredible. He referred to my hands if they're small. Something else must be small. There's never been anything like this, so go and register. Make sure you get out and vote. Russia, if you're listening, I hope you're able to find the 30,000 emails that are missing. Ignorance and immigrants, they mix together. I feel he's the last chance we have to establish law and order and preserve the culture I grew up in. Would I approve waterboard? You bet your ass. If you don't speak English and don't contribute, get out. I'm going to take such good care of women's health care issues. I have such respect for women. I cherish women. She's the devil. So far, we're doing well, though, right? Have I been a good messenger? He's a war hero because he was captured. I like people that weren't captured. This is a movement like people have never seen before. I thought I heard a little voice over there. I get him out. Take him out. Yeah, man. Am I allowed to rip that whistle out of the mouth? I'd rip that whistle. Go home to mommy. I love the old days. You know what they used to do to guys like that when they were in a place like this? They'd be carried out on a stretch. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.